This is the Total Tuscany Podcast, episode 87. Pat Campania, we're changing things up on the Total Tuscany Podcast today. Usually, you know, we do this big fancy open, we hear from our interview guest. That's because they're always in Italy and we, we get them on a Skype call or a Google Meet call and we're able to take time to edit that. This is for the second time in our 87 episodes. Just the second time we have an in-studio guest. And hi, Travis. How you doing? Good, Pat. Yourself? I'm doing well. This this is a treat. We've had this is our second live guest, but we've uh, uh, we've hit it out of the park with this interview. You know, I got a phone call a couple months back because the mayor of Omaha was going to go to Sicily to be part of a kind of an exchange. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, I heard rumor that she wanted to go to Tuscany after that. And, you know, who do you turn to when you go to Tuscany? You turn to us. Us. That, I mean, that, that, that's what you do. I mean, you, you turn to us because, you know, we claim to know everything about Tuscany, but we do know a lot of people in Tuscany, and we are able to help people uh, plan those trips. So we do want to welcome to the Total Tuscany Studios the mayor of the great city of Omaha, Nebraska, Gene Stothert. Hello, mayor. Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, you know, I remember sitting at, uh, at Field Club of Omaha, and you wanted to go to Tuscany, and I said, I can handle this. Yes. Just tell me what you want to do, and... and we can we can roll with it. And I said I want to do everything. And I said I'm waiting for you to guide me because I I've never been there. I was never there. I've never been in Italy. I've never been in Sicily, but uh, that trip to Tuscany was fantastic. Well, before we get to, to Tuscany, let's start in Sicily. What what actually brought you to Italy? And what, sure. And, and and talk about that unique exchange that the city of Omaha has with uh, with Carlantini. Sure. And you know, this was um, a trip for the Sister City Association that that I, I obviously I'm the honorary chair of the Sister City Association here in Omaha. But we have currently we have six sister cities and we have worked on uh, uh, two more. And one in 2019, I went to Normandy, France, it was standing on Omaha Beach. What what more appropriate area could be a sister city for Omaha? And it starts out with a friendship agreement. The second trip I have made now with a friendship agreement, which would be our you know sixth, seventh, eighth sister city, um, was to Carlantini. The background is is there is a group of Italians in Omaha that formed an organization called Sucula. And there are an enormous amount of Italians in Omaha, about 80% of them, their family heritage is from not just Sicily, but from Carlantini. They came to Omaha over 100 years ago to work on the railroad, to work Burlington and to work on Union Pacific. And so when I signed that friendship agreement first with the mayor Carlantini, Mayor Steffio, we did it virtually because COVID was still acting. We, I was down at Union Pacific Station at the Durham, which was perfect because that's why they came to Omaha. He was in Sicily and we signed this friendship agreement, meaning we are starting that voyage on making a sister city agreement with them. Now, he came and visited me. Um, the mayor of Carlantini with a few people um, several months ago was during the Santa Lucia festival. And I went, I met with him in my office and we were down at the festival and we were on stage together. But the next part of that agreement to move forward, um, the sister city agreement was that I visited him. And so we took a group from Omaha. There was about 90 people that went with it. And when you do a sister city agreement, though, the agreement has to be led by the two mayors 
of the two cities that you're working on. So I needed to be part of that and meet with Mayor Steffio in Carlentini. And I've got to tell you, it was one of the best experiences I ever had. I didn't expect it, but they treated us so amazingly well. And the first night I was to meet him, there was supposed to be like an, a festival in the town square, which is right by city their their city hall. And when we got about a mile out of the city, we were met by a police escort with sirens on and lights on and let us into the square. There must have been five or six hundred people there cheering for us from Omaha, Nebraska and cheering for me as the mayor just to, to be there for this reason that we wanted to form a sister city with them. And I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I, I stood on the stage with the mayor. There was, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of people there. So excited about all these visitors from Omaha, Nebraska being there in Carlentini because they knew the association and they knew a lot of these folks still had relatives right there in, in Carlentini and in Sicily. It sounds like a surreal experience. It was. In fact, my husband, who has only been my husband for since May, was with me. And I mean, he couldn't believe it. He said, I just I can't believe this. This crowd here and how welcoming they are to Omaha and to wanting to see me and the mayor. And, and it was just, it was amazing experience. We were very, very busy, spent a lot of time with a large group from, from Carlentini and the mayor. Um, I had a bit of a language barrier because I do not speak Italian, but I had several really great interpreters that spent a lot of time with me. And it was interesting on Sunday morning, they had mass that we were invited to. It was a huge deal. And uh, we went to mass and then they had a procession around the, the town and, and town square for the festival of Santa Lucia. And the mayor and I and our spouses led that parade. And you, the streets were packed with people and they had fireworks and everything because they were so happy that we were all there to help them celebrate that, that uh, festival. That's amazing. Where, where does that where does that opportunity lead as far as cultural or educational opportunities? Where does where does that go from here? And that that's the thing that is part of the agreement for sister cities. You look at different areas, education, economic development, jobs, different areas that you can do exchanges. The most important have always seemed to be education and economic development. A lot in a lot of other cities in the country, the Sister City Association is either under the Chamber of Commerce or it's under the Department of Economic Development for the city. Well, we don't have a department in Omaha Economic Development. We pay the chamber to do economic development partner with us. And so, you know, that's kind of it's a little bit different in Omaha, but you first have to start there there's rules and regulations by the National Sister City Association cuz it's a worldwide association and then your own local chapters can have some of their own regulations. But you first start out with a friendship agreement that both mayors signed. And like when I did the one in Normandy, I went there and I sat next to the mayor of the region and we signed the agreement together. So that's the first step. And then the second step, you have to do an application of all these different exchanges you can do and what events and things that you have done in between that sister city agreement. So, you know, we can say now that the mayor came here. I went there. Um, there was a, a woman, Emily, from UNO that went with us. And Emily and I visited with what their um, their their idea of a chancellor, what we would call a chancellor was. They call them directors and different things. We Like we went to the University of Catania and I went with her and met 
with the chancellor. And we talked about what exchanges that we could do educationally as far as students go. We talked a lot about economic development, jobs, different things. So that, that, that now we have to put it together into an application and it has to go, it's, the mayor has to be in line, so I will be definitely. And then we have to move forward by presenting that to the sister city board to become an, an actual official sister city. Like I said, right now we have six. The oldest is Shizokoa, Japan. Um, we celebrated their, their 50th anniversary with them probably 10 Good, good nine, eight, nine years ago, I would say. I was, I was mayor then. Um, we have uh, one in uh, China. We have one in Li uh, Chile, Lithuania. We have one in Nace, Ireland. We have one in uh, Hamburg, Germany. We have one in Jalapa, Mexico. And so, you know, we're always looking at different places of the world where we can have sister city agreements. You know, we have listeners from all over the country, really all over the, all over the world. But for our United States listeners, are sister cities common with Bigger cities like Omaha, is that a common thing? Oh, yeah. In fact, some cities will have 10, 11, 12 um, sister cities. But it all started many, many years ago with when, when Eisenhower was president. And he called it worldwide diplomacy. And he wanted to look at, and great idea, and it still is, at not how we are different, but how we are similar. And that's how the whole sister city organization started. And we were very, very happy to have the relationship we did with, say, Shizokwa. Um, we were going to go to Shizokwa, and I was going to go with them a couple years ago in November. And then, you know what happened? COVID happened, <laughs> and it was all canceled. But we may um, uh, do that trip to Japan in April. And um, I know this isn't an advertisement for Mayor Stothert, but I want to say that Mayor Stothert pays her own way on these trips. This is not a city paid for event for me. And so I it used to be it used to be that these sister cities. I know Mayor Dobb went on a lot of trips, for example. Mayor Suttle went on a lot of trips. Um, sister city trips, but it used to be paid by, for by the sister city association for the mayor, but it isn't anymore. And so um, what I want to do with the sister city association, though, just to give you an overview, is it it is a um, all all the people on the board are, are volunteer. And I think they need a paid executive director, somebody that thinks this all the time, because I what I want to do is let the people of Omaha know We've been doing this for 60 years, how important it is, what it means for us. I want them to know who our sister cities are and why we have those. And so I think if we had a paid director and I'm willing to fund that, um, that would just help us grow. I realize no tax dollars were spent for your trip, but this was a lot of work. This is a lot of work on your part. But then again, it's also there's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work. In fact, the itinerary I had in Sicily Literally, they had me working from morning to night. I had two nights that they had re me returning to the hotel at 2 a.m. And I was like, mm, got to stop this. I got to get home earlier because you know what it's like in Sicily and in Italy. You know, lots of good food, lots of good wine. I Seriously, I'm too old to go till 2 a.m. <laughs> so, you know, but it was very, very busy. I was meeting with government officials, with the multiple different mayors. I had mayors from other cities come just to meet with me. Like one day, the mayor of Noto 
which is more south, wanted to meet with me. So we all went to Noto and I met with the mayor and all he really wanted to talk about was Mick Jagger had a home there. And I'm like, well, where is he? Why wasn't he invited today? But and he was telling me Madonna was just there. He was, a, a, you know, he was interesting, a little bit of a name dropper. But but Noto was beautiful. But I went there to meet with him. So I met with a lot of other mayors, too. You know, as a political figure, were you shocked by their governmental system or is it just hard to understand? Because I still don't understand. It's it. hard to understand. In fact, um, one day I, I met in the mayor's office a um, a man that was um, he, an economics professor in Rome, but he was running for the Senate. And sometimes they call it the Senate and sometimes they call it the Parliament. I'm a little like, confused, but he was running in, in Sicily was part of his region. But when I met him, he said, oh, I know all about American government. You know, I teach it. And I thought, hmm, I bet you do. And he goes, you have two parties, Republican and Democrat. And I said, there's a lot more to it than that. But I said, but explain to me, Italian government. I said, I, I'm finding this really hard to understand and I'm really intrigued by it. And he said, I don't even understand it. Because the one thing that got me is there was they have a big trash problem there. And there there's a lot of trash and a lot of trash by the side of the streets. And I asked the mayor, you know, why do you have this problem? And he said, well, we don't have any government now. And I'm like, what? And so it was very hard for me to understand. Yet somebody that was a candidate that was running for the Senate couldn't explain it to me. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because, you, you know, if, if you've never been and you've never been to Italy before. And I remember Pat and I went, we took our families for the first time in 2009 and we landed in Rome, and I guess I was I was in shock of a how dirty it was, yeah. how the trash and, and the graffiti. You you you'll, you you get used to it the more you go. Yes. But that first time, it's kind of shocking. Isn't it, it is shocking. In fact, I ask about the graffiti. You know, we have a graffiti abatement team, <clears throat> and I get rid of graffiti in Omaha in a day. I mean, because you know they're 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 marking their territory. So the best thing we could do is get rid of it. So we have a van and we abate it right away. And I said, what's with all this graffiti? And they said, oh, we got so much, we just look at it as art. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. But I, I said, I, I I would be recalled for this in the trash. But the trash, they ju- they said that they have basically one hauler. Um, they're not paying their employees. And so they're not picking up trash. And I asked the mayor, what are you going to do? And he said, well, we need to find a solution, another solution. But he said, we have these huge containers that they put the garbage and they're full. And I said, so what are you going to do? Oh, we'll find a solution. Well, apparently this has been going on for years. I talked to some of the officials in Palermo and they said it's starting to really hurt their tourism industry because of the trash. You know, it's interesting that I was just in Sicily in October of 21 Mm -hmm. and that the trash problem it, it detracts. It's all I could see yes. for the first few days. Uh-huh. And it marred the landscape. Mm-hmm. It marred. But I, I have to say that after I didn't, I don't think I get used to it, but after a few days, I started to look beyond it mm-hmm. at the beauty of the place. And yeah. I'm just curious, what did, did Sicily, did you have some expectations about Sicily? Did, did they meet or exceed Beyond that issue. Oh, yes, it really did. I mean, certain areas were worse than others, obviously. Like I thought Palermo had a lot of trash. Um, I didn't think Carlantini really did. I saw nothing in Noto. You know, I mean, it was just I saw um, in Catania when we were there at the university. Didn't see a lot there. So it was kind of it was kind of different depending on what city it was. And you're right. After a while, there was kind of a long um, jaunt between Carlantini and um, Syracuse, where our hotel was, and there was trash bags along the road. 
But there was beautiful scenery. And about after the third day, you kind of look, oh, I'm not going to look at those garbage bags. I'm going to look at the, at the scenery because it's, it's lovely. I mean, just unbelievably lovely. So after all the business comes the pleasure, and that's the, the trip to Tuscany. Uh, and uh, uh, we worked with each other. I, I, I kind of find out what you were interested in, what uh -huh. you wanted to do, and then I partnered with our good friend Linda Sorgivani from Italy Customize. Who she was, was fantastic. Linda's good. I talked to her this morning, actually. Yeah. And she, we, we talk quite often, and she is, she is really. I mean, customer service is a big deal to her. Uh huh. Um, I, I, I'm a because you, you landed in Pisa, and they, you got mm -hmm. then you, they drove you up to Florence. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what your what your feeling was when you first hit like uh, the Duomo. When you first see the Duomo mm -hmm. in, in downtown Florence, what, what, what are you thinking? I mean, it was just, uh, it was really amazing. And in the trip itself, which you arranged for me, um, you know, I mean, from from the driver that picked us up at the airport in Pisa. You had a nice van, by the way. We had a really nice van. <laughs> and, you know, the, the he was the nicest, nicest guy. And from immediately the drive, I mean, he... Everything worked out fine. He let you be quiet if you wanted to be quiet, but he wanted to show you the sights. He picked us up, was right on time waiting for us, and then, you know, took us to um, Florence. And when we got there, I mean, seeing that, seeing the, the Duomo, seeing the square where we stayed, seeing, I mean, just the, the, the river, the Arno, I mean, everything. It was just, it was beautiful. It was lovely. It was relaxing. It was just I, I did not know what to expect. I thought it would be really great. But but the trip itself, how it was arranged, was so effortless for us. And that's when we were able to relax. And, and you know, when I was in Sicily, like I told you, it was like, oh, come on, give me a break. I, I want to go back and go to bed. But this trip, it was it was paced right. It was we got to see what we wanted to see, but we got to relax, too. Ate a lot, had a lot of good wine. It was it was great. It's amazing. Are you uh, a nature lover, architecture, art? What's your what's your focus? Well, I think you know I kind of all of the above. Um, but my husband has is a world traveler, and uh, he's been there before. But he's also a collector of art, and so it was just fun for me to share things with him. For example, when we were in in Carlentini about government and about my role, and then it was fun to go to Tuscany and just enjoy. The art, the, I mean, I was amazed at, at the, I mean, we, I visited more churches than I've ever been in my life, but they said even in some small towns, there was over a hundred churches, yeah. but to sit there and look at some of these churches that, that some of the architecture was built by the Greeks yeah. in BC. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking I've never touched anything that old, you know, and it was just, you, you kind of are. Your, your your breath gets taken away when you look at this and stop and think when this was built and what happened there. Well, it's funny because you get a real sense of how insignificant yes. the United States. I, it's not the country's insignificant, but you're just like, oh, we're new. this is history. I, I know, <laughs> I know. We're so new. And, nothing, and it's so, uh, the history there was just unbelievable. The things that we saw and enjoyed, um, everything from Michelangelo, um, you know, I mean, the David got to stand there and stare at it. I mean, it was just amazing. Did you like it? You, you went to the Academia, which and, and David is, is beautiful. I oh, mean, yeah. He, he's, he's a much, masterpiece. Much larger than I thought. It, 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 and when you walk in, you're like, oh, my God, I that's know. the David, right? I know. But did you find some of those unfinished pieces of art 
even more fascinating. Yeah, I mean, really intriguing. Yeah. You mean that Michelangelo yes. did? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it was, and then to hear the story behind it and, you know, why it wasn't finished and, and why it was at the stage it was, but I thought that was just so unbelievably intriguing. I mean, we just sat there and I, we took it all in. It was really great. Now, did you get a chance to go through the Uffizi Gallery? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And that was just, that was, I mean, spent tons of time in there, but that was just, and we had a great tour of it, um, you know, explained a lot of things. It was just, it was lovely. It's a, it's a little bit overwhelming. Though. It's way overwhelming. Yeah. I know. And I mean, I, I've been in the Louvre and in Paris and I, that's overwhelming too. I mean, there's just so much to see and do. Yeah. You can spend days and days in there, but this, this, the same. And it's interesting that the first time Travis and I went through with our families, the windows, we found the windows were open in the Uffizi mm -hmm. to the elements. And yes. that was just a very different approach to a museum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. But it was it was really great. Now, the, the funny thing about this trip is, and it'd be nice if the trip was absolutely perfect, but no trip goes off without a hitch, right? One of the things I really wanted the mayor to do when she was in Tuscany was go to Jar Dario Cicchini's place. <laughs> So, because that's something we that, like, and, and that was a little bit selfish on my part, right? And I never, and I never probably properly prepared her for this. So, l let me lead up to the question and, and kind of explain. My heart sank. I got a text one morning from Linda, who just said, "Hey, just to let you know, the mayor didn't like Dario's," and I was like, oh, I, "I mean, it got the wind was sucked out of me," and and you know, and she kind of explained what happened. And I, I want you to know, and you can talk about your experience there, but I, I just want you to know, I want to take you back to Dario's, but I want you to go with me or with Pat because yes. it's, it, if I never thought of two people by themselves, never been there before and going by themselves because it really is a family style thing, right? Yes. You need, if you're there with friends, yes. you're having a blast. I bet. If you're not there with friends and it's just two of you, you're going, what the hell's going right, on here? Right, right. Okay, you got to explain to your listeners. It's an all-meat dinner. It is. Oh, we talk about that a lot. Dario's been on. We've had Dario really? on this podcast. Yes. All-meat dinner. And, you know, I told my husband who thought, this sounds like the best thing in the entire universe. <laughs> so he was all excited about it. But, but here's kind of what happened, too. That day, our driver was really late. Now, not his fault. Okay. Yeah. He, he was a great driver, but he got into a bunch of traffic, and there was an accident, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, by the time he got us... And got us there. It was dark, so I couldn't enjoy the scenery. And then we got there, and it is packed in there. Oh, yeah. And they seated us. There was a long, long table. You yep. know, there's like 15 people in a yep. table, and you're just crammed in there. And they put Kevin, my husband, and I right in the middle. And I was on one side of the table and he was on the other. I couldn't even hear him. And the people on either side of us, they did not speak English. So we were, it, you know, it was real crowded and cramped and, and it was hot in there, obviously. But nobody would talk to us because we couldn't talk back. But we just, after like 10 courses of meat, we're like, okay, oh, I've had enough I'm meat. Sorry. And, and here, I'm sorry. And here's the problem. Being late changes the entire conversation. Because yeah. what you do is you start downstairs in the butcher shop and you start with a, in dark. Mario's usually handing out wine uh -huh. and, and he's got lardo there. He's got some, and you just kind of take it in before they bring you upstairs. And to miss all that, yeah. you miss the experience. But I once it got explained to me, I'm like, oh, you have to go with friends. Mm -hmm. or, or if you don't know what you're yeah. getting into, mm -hmm. it can be intimidating and not fun. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, 
And that was my idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and mm-hmm. we should, no, we'll take was, you back. I'm, I'm glad I was, I'm able to say I've been there, you know, <laughs> but if I could have seen what it looked like, you know, in the light, it would have been better. And I thought we were going to really, really have a good time, but you're right. If you were with a group of people you knew and you had people to talk to, I couldn't even hear him. I'm like yelling, oh, I do like this oh, across the table. So I know it. So we just, you know, we ended up leaving early, but we had plenty of meat. So thank you for that. Did you like the beef tartare? Did you, did oh, you have- that was my, like my favorite part. That was, that was the first dish. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, the interesting thing is Dario's wife is from Nebraska. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that because yes. yeah. I, I met her, but yeah. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. But anyway, it was fun to experience it. So another thing you did, uh, you, you did a lot of things. I've got your itinerary right here. But uh, you, you went into the Cinque Terre and you did something uh. I've never done and Pat's never done. And I think this was maybe, I've been to the Cinque Terre once. Have you been to the Cinque Terre no, yet? I've not. So the time I went was off season. So it really does like close down. When, mm-hmm. it's, when it gets cold, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't enjoy it that much. You went by private boat. Oh, my gosh, yeah. In fact, I thought you might ask me my favorite day yeah. in Tuscany, and that had to be it. I mean, it was beautiful when we got there. We get on this boat. We go out into the Mediterranean, you know, and then we see these five different, I don't know what they call cities, them, cities yeah. from the from the, the, the seaside. And it, it was, and they're beautiful anyway, you know, all built on hills and real colorful. But I mean, to be out in the Mediterranean, the water so blue, so clear in a boat, you know, they offer you wine, they, and you just look at everything The the woman that owned the boat was the one that was our guide that day. And she was delightful. And it was, that was my favorite thing we did the entire time while I was there. Did it, you get, did they, did you just stay in, in the Mediterranean the whole time or did they dock anywhere and you go, you get to go they in? Docked one, they docked, they, they docked one time, okay. but then most of the time we just stayed on the boat and we, it, you know, we, we took two and a half hours. So we went all the way down and then came back and go swimming and came, they offered that to us. But by the end of it, we said, you know what, we're, we're okay with not jumping out and going swimming. And so, but I brought my suit and everything, but it just, it was a really, really long day and it was really hot, but it was, it was, and that's one thing that going in August, first of September, that is hot there. It's interesting that you say it because, well, first of all, August, the entire country shuts down. I don't know if you knew that mm-hmm. they, they take like a, a month long holiday. Mm-hmm. Most things are closed. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, don't go in August. Do not go first part of September because it is hot. It is very, very hot. It is. And there, there are ideal times to go. Mm-hmm. I understood why why you were there at the time you were, mm-hmm. but it's there are optimal times to go. Well, we were sure. there because of, of the festival yeah. of Santa Lucia, yeah. St. Lucie. But, um, you know, I, I think if I would pick another time, it would be, and if your listeners could watch us now, we're drinking Italian wine, and you're just pouring me more. So. I am pour- well, see, we're drinking, a, <laughs> we're drinking an Il Cenno from uh, Coli Barreto. This is a uh, small organic vineyard in Chianti, and it's a Pinot Nero. It's a 2016. Uh, it's about a 45-euro do- bottle of wine. It's delicious. It is. And it's just 10%, and uh. it's, uh, it's really, really really good mm-hmm. and so i was gonna ask you you i know you did go on a couple uh, uh wine excursions i i know you had a, a wine mm-hmm. tasting one day and on your way back to rome to fly out you mm-hmm. did a, a wine tasting and a lunch oh we had we had lovely wine tasting i mean to sit there at, at a table outside eating this unbelievable dinner or lunch and, and drinking wine and looking at the landscape in tuscany it was it was just really 
just oh, unbelievable. We have the, some of the best pictures. I got to figure out. I, I want to put them all in a book or something, and so I got to figure out how to do that because I'm really not good at all. My wife does it. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I, I, I'll show you our books upstairs. Okay. We've got like four I'm going to have to talk to your wife <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to just keep on showing pi people pictures on my telephone, but I've got some of the best pictures, and it was it was so much fun. Yeah. I know you hit San Gimignano, the, the town with all the towers. Yes. Right? And and you had lunch in San Gimignano. See, yeah. I have a hard. Sometimes I still have a hard time naming these. Well, you, you went to Siena too. Siena was one of my favorites. Terramina was by far one of my favorites. But yeah, Siena was great. I mean, we stood in the the town square yep. where the horse races yep. are, and that I really like that a lot. There, we had a great tour guide there. All of our tour guides were great. Linda, who you mentioned yep. earlier, the first night that we got in Florence, she met us in the hotel and just we just walked all around town and she was just describing all sorts of things for us. And it was so much fun. And then we ended up going to a really great um, what I would call a liquor store slash bar slash restaurant. And uh, we had a wine taste there and it was just it was so much fun. Yeah. How, how is it for someone who, who works as hard as you do and you're always moving to, and you, I know you've been to Europe before and you said you were at the Louvre, but how is it to go to someplace like Florence and, and just relax and just unwind? Well, you know, I mean, it was, it was, um, it was better than I expected. I mean, I had expectations of what it would be like. Like I said, my husband's been there many, many, many years ago, but, um, he just kind of was there real quickly but the um, you know, it's kind of breathtaking. I mean, when especially when you had like you provided a guide. I mean, you can't take. I guess as a as a young tourist, how people backpack and look at things, that it's great. But there was so much that I learned and saw and understood that I never would without somebody touring us and saying, "Well, guess what happened here? And here's the history of this building and that building." And that's what I thought was just so interesting and amazing. I. Literally in in Florence, I didn't want to go to sleep at night because I wanted to take everything in. And I we were there seven nights, and that's a long time. But it I is. thought I that's I I just you know you want you want to do more because there's so much to see. We built in a day for you just to do nothing. That was great. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was the first day. And you know we were we were we were leaving to go back to Rome on a Friday, yeah. and you all scheduled Thursday free. And it wasn't free. We did a lot. But it was so nice to be able to sleep a little later and just kind of do the things we wanted to do, yep. walk around. Um, you know, it, it, we, we still went to museums and ate and did all sorts of great things. But it was it was that day off was really nice on the day before we went back to Rome. And by the way, you know, you had all arranged that, that we had a driver that took us from Florence back to Rome, dropped us off right in front of the hotel. And that was great. Oh, we tried to make it as easy as possible. You made it easy as can be, making us want to go back. I mean, the only thing I screwed up on was dinner. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, six out of seven days isn't too bad, though. I'm, yeah. Not bad. I'm glad I experienced an all-meat dinner. <laughs> it was it was a lot of meat, though. Yeah, it, it's, it you is. You know, we left before dessert. Was there a meat dessert? No, 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 no. <laughs> all okay. right. No, it's all okay, about okay. Okay, all right, all yeah. right. Well, that sounds pretty yeah, It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah you, you crossed the Arno, the, the, the Pasta oh. Vecchio you saw, and it, you sent me a picture, I believe, from the Piazza di Michelangelo, which is a stunning view mm -hmm. uh, of, of Florence. Did, did you see stuff? You're like, oh, I can't wait to go back to see that. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, we did. I mean, and, and it was so lovely because like I said, I was with my husband and we haven't been married that long, but um, it was just lovely. And then having the guide that we had that was always with us and just kind of explaining things to us. It was, it was like, there was a lot that we wanted to go back wow. to the last night we were in Florence and I can't remember the name, but it was right in the Republic square. And there's a, a very high end. It's supposed to be like a department store, but on top there's a restaurant, very few seats, but it's outside. It's right on top and it's looking over the square and you could see Florence at night. And that was just the most, the nicest dinner we had. It was quiet. It was delicious, but we were really high and could look all over Florence and see sunset. It was really pretty. What, what advice would you give to somebody who's considering their first trip to Tuscany? You know, I would say definitely have somebody help you arrange <coughs> uh, <coughs> arrange a, a, a tour, somebody that's been there and knows. That was the best thing for us because it was pretty effortless, you know? I mean, I, I really like, you know, with my, what I do here in Omaha, I'm so used to schedules. I mean, I just tell my staff, tell me what I'm doing tomorrow and I do it. And they tell me, I'm going to pick you up at this time and ABCD, here's what you're going to do all day and all night. And I'm so used to that now. Um, and it was so nice, even on vacation, to have the day planned, but it was relaxing. And I knew wherever we were going, it would get there on time. Um, it would be great. It was already, somebody already knew about it, you know, and knew that the experience we were going to have there was going to be really great. The food was going to be good. The wine was going to be good. So I would say definitely um, have somebody um do the trip for you. Plan the trip uh, for you. Tuscany. Total you, Tuscany at gmail.com. Total Tuscany. I would do that again. <laughs> and if I go back, I will do that. The second thing I would say is don't plan a short trip over there. I mean, I was over there, you know, for a, two and a half weeks. But, you know, I told it. I've never been there. And I know there were people that complained about me being over there. But it truly was a sister city mission. But I thought when that tour was over, why wouldn't I want to take some more time and see an area in Italy that I've never seen in my life? And it was in, again, I paid for it myself. So <laughs> you, you, you take, I think you need to take some time and not do a short trip. And, and second or third, you know, we upgraded our airfare and it was worth every penny. See, that's one thing I can't do because I can't afford to fly. Oh my gosh. That's a long trip. It, it is. And I leave, uh, I leave December 5th. So I, I was lucky. I'm not flying business or first class, but I got uh, uh, I, my wife and I got an aisle seat with only two seats on the side. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, we'll be OK. Mm -hmm. uh, but this will be I don't know how many times COVID really we were going every every year up until COVID. Mm -hmm. hit. So our last time we went was 2019. Mm -hmm. um, is that when COVID hit? 2000? Yeah. January. Well, it hit in, in March of 20. So, yeah, but I brought COVID back. Because I can tell you, I came back here. It's you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Grounds in Mayor, Mayor, I'm not kidding. I was, I, looking back, I was, I've never been as sick in my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember when it happened in the Paris airport, flying back from Paris to Atlanta. December of 19. December of 19. The plane was, it, it was the worst flight I've ever had. People were caught. Everybody was on the sick. was on, And, it, and now looking back, I never call in work late for work or sick to work. I missed probably eight days of work. And looking back. I guarantee I had COVID. You know what? Funny you say that because when we did the Normandy trip, I was in Paris November of 19. I'm telling you. And my chief of staff and his wife were with us. 
and we came back and we were sick as we could be. I'm telling you, I bet you had it. I, I, I really do. I'm not kidding you. That's so interesting that you say that. But yeah, I mean, it was um, it it was a great trip. The um, you know, the the ex, the I'll just say if you could afford to upgrade a little bit worth it. You know, I can't sleep on a plane too well, although the seats were very comfortable that we had. But I watched essentially four movies. Yep. We were home, yep. you know, and it's like, wow, nine and a half hours have gone by. <laughs> I can't imagine if we were sitting back in economy, what it would be like. Oh, but it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. And I've done that many, many times, but I just thought on this trip, I'm, I'm going to, you know, save up my money yeah. and pay for the extra. And to me, it was worth it. It's a long trip, but, but, and you're exhausted, but it was, it was worth it just being there. I would love to go back. Well, I'm glad you had a great time because that, uh, and, and I'm glad you you, you you trusted us to to help you with your trip. And, uh, and frankly, you deserved to have a great time. Yes. Well, it, it it was fun. We made the best of it. But but again, I you know I worked a lot and and met with a lot of mayors and and a lot of representatives from universities, and I felt like between me being there and the 90 plus people from Omaha being there. You know, it was a good representation of the city of Omaha. And it was great. I mean, I have some pictures that are so great. And one night we were all eating together outside on a plaza in Carlentini. And there was a bunch of, there was quite a few Omaha police that were with us. Some retired, some active. Um, one of our deputy chiefs, the police was there. And their police came in and they wanted, they found out who I was and, and that there were some police officers there and they wanted all these pictures. And I have some of the greatest pictures of all of us standing together That's there awesome. on the corner in Carlentini of, of their police and our police and myself. It was just really fun. That's really, mm -hmm. that is super, super cool. And you know what? The other thing is they gave me so many presents. <laughs> I mean, so many presents that they're, they're shipping them to me. I mean, they gave me art and big pictures. And I mean, they give really nice gifts there. And and I I couldn't even bring them all home. You know, the crazy thing is, what drives me nuts, because I love going to Florence. I go to Florence mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. that, you know, some of my friends have the lake house. Some of them have the camper. My wife and I just choose to go to Florence once a year. We stay a week and a half, two weeks. And that's what we do, right? I mean, it's a, we don't do Christmas presents, birthday presents. Uh -huh. We just, this is what we do. But it drives me nuts that I can go to Florence and you see some of the markets and even the restaurants and the way they do. I'm like, you know, I owned a coffee shop here in town. It was going through the planning department was a, that was like hell to me. I, I'm like, I look at some of the, I'm like, oh, that would never get approved in Omaha. I thought the same thing. <laughs> and I, to tell you where we were at, it was in Catania when we went to the university. Have you you been to Catania? I've never been. No, okay. I've never been down there. Well, it's, there's a big square and it's crowded. And then they kind of showed us this. It was kind of down a little bit from the the main level of the street and there was like a stream running through it and it was a fish market fish market it's it's amazing and, and the first thing i said is oh yeah. gosh our planning department would never <laughs> approve this they'd never get a permit and they were like the fish comes in in the morning they're handling everything with bare yeah. hands and i'm thinking and the water's running through there yeah. and i was thinking we would never approve this but they do it uh, I, you, I think it was on a Saturday morning, and I think they always... And they've been doing it like a thousand years. Yeah, really. And you loved it, I bet. 
Yeah, I mean, it was great walking, looking at it and looking at everything going on. And we were kind of looking at it from above. But, you know, hundreds of people in there and the restaurants go there to buy their fresh fish. And they're throwing the fish up in the air. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, our planning director would have a cow if he saw this. Well, sometimes I think you should take them over and say, see, you don't have to be so yeah. rigorous with the rules. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But we, I mean, obviously what I learned, too, is our government is much different than theirs. Yes, yes it mm-hmm. is. Mayor Gene Stothard joining us on the Total Tuscany Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad you had a great time. I had a great time, and thank you for arranging everything. It couldn't have been better. Thank you so much. If you want to uh, plan your trip to Tuscany, just send us an email, totaltuscany at gmail.com. It's totaltuscany at gmail.com. If you don't like us on the social media channels, you can do so, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and, of course, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. Hey, Pat, have I told you yet? That I'm leaving on December 5th for Tuscany? Only about a thousand times, Trap. <laughs> Do you want to take yes. a mare with you? Yeah, yeah you can come with me. <laughs> that sounds like it would be a good thing. How long are you going to be there? Uh, we leave the 5th, come back the 14th, but then I turn around and I go again on February 26th or 25th. Oh, and I'm going to be over there for two weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm hosting a trip over there for, for a couple. And then uh, my daughter is actually going to study in Ireland, so I'm going to go to Ireland after that. Now, there's another place I want to go. Well, you should find a sister city over there. We have one. Oh, I did? Okay. Nace. Okay. Nace. It, it looks like, uh, you know, Nace, is, it, it, uh, it's been a sister city. Mike Fahey okay. is the one that got it. Yeah. And it's, it's a suburb basically of Dublin. And I would have gone to the Husker game. But it was the same weekend I was in Sicily. Uh, see, I so, get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm ready to travel. Let's I'm go. All, I'm ready. I'm all pumped up. Okay. Now that we've talked about it again, I'm ready to go. See, there you go. <laughs> for Omaha Mayor Gene Stother, for Pat Campania, I'm Travis Justice. We'll talk to you next time on the Total Tuscany Podcast.